0: Welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell. That will be me. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome week and that you made yourself a priority this weekend. We had a long three-day weekend, so I hope you took advantage of that time to focus on yourself and on your family. Last week on the podcast, we talked about some of the things that you can do this year to work on your marriage. So here are some takeaways from last week's episode. Number one, Give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Number two, change your perception of your spouse. Because a lot of times your perception is your reality. So if you change how you look at them and stop focusing on their negative, then you might see your spouse in a positive light. Number three, stop trying to change them. Accept them for who they are, which is number four. Um, And number five, work on yourself. And I always end with work on yourself because at the end of the day, you can do all of these things. And your spouse may not change. But it's about changing yourself, changing how you look at your spouse, giving them the benefit of the doubt. They may not be the jerk that you think they are. Maybe they're having a hard time. Maybe they're going through something. So you kind of have to look into some of those things. Um, if you view your spouse in a negative light, of course everything they do is gonna be negative. So you need to change your perception of your spouse. Stop trying to change them. They are fine the way they are. Now, of course, I have to say all of us have things we could work on, and so That's not wrong if there's something they need to work on. But the thing is, if they don't see they need to work on these things, then they're not going to work on it and it's not going to change. So it does nothing to nag them to change. A person needs to be ready to change in their own. So stop trying to change them. Save yourself the aggravation and the stress and let them come around on their own. And accept them for who they are. Because sometimes people are just not going to change. They've been doing the same thing for year after year after year and they may not see it as a priority. So you have to accept people for who they are. Now, I'm not saying accept negative things because things that hurt you physically or emotionally, you should not accept. But little annoyances, little things that they do, you can definitely accept them for who they are. And finally, when you work on yourself, you are fixing half of the problem because you are part of the problem whether you want to admit it or not. So we work on ourselves. We are making sure we are happy. We're in a better place. We are feeling loved and cared for so that we can extend this grace to our spouse. If you would like to find out more information about how to transform your marriage in 2023, then click on the link in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. podcast we're going to talk about how financial problems can affect your marriage. Did you know that the number one reason many marriages fail is because of financial issues? Now I know we think it's because of infidelity or we think it's because of Lack of trust, domestic violence, all those other things. But no, that's not it. Now, if you are in a domestic violence situation, I do advise you to get out. But the number one reason that marriages fail is because of financial issues. There's lack of money or lack of trust in your spouse when it comes to money, which can undermine a marriage. A few months ago, I did a podcast where I talked about how to communicate with your spouse in their money love language and how to understand the money lang- love language of your spouse and how this can improve your marriage so if you are interested in finding out about the love language of your spouse when it comes to money then be sure to check out that episode called how to speak the financial love language of your spouse however in this episode we are going to talk more about how money affects your marriage and what you can do to improve your finances this year because that always helps um, i am in a facebook group on um facebook i'm in a facebook group on facebook of course and it's about um how people are supporting marriages and it's called the i think it's called how to support your marriage facebook group anyway that group is interesting because sometimes they support supporter, but then a lot of the times you see a lot of issues and this is something that's come up in that group over and over and over again about finances and how to get over financial infidelity. So these are just some things that I thought would be good to talk about this year because it does happen. There are many reasons why people have issues with finances and there are many reasons people divorce and you break up over financial issues. So we're gonna talk about the top few reasons why people break up over financial issues. So the first reason is financial infidelity. And this happens when your spouse is being dishonest about how money is being gained or spent within your home. Or if they're hiding certain financial transactions from your spouse. Um, I know some people would think, well, if my spouse is having an affair and then they hide, that they bought their um, cheating partner or something, then that's financial infidelity. And so I just want to clarify, that's not typically what it is and that's not what I'm talking about. Financial infidelity actually has nothing to do with physical infidelity but it's just the fact that you are doing things behind your spouse's back with money being dishonest about how you're spending it or getting it which could either be illegal or cause a problem in the marriage and so that is what financial infidelity is pretty much you're just hiding certain financial transactions from your spouse now of course if you were buying something for someone you're having an affair with that you know you can kind of classify it in that because you're trying to hide money from them but typically It is when you're hiding money from your spouse about how you got it, how you spent it, and some people, it could be you're wasting and blowing all your money on clothes, or you're blowing all the money on shoes, or gambling even. So there are many ways that there can be financial infidelity in your marriage. Regardless of whatever the reason is, it is harmful to the relationship on many levels. So just being able to keep the lines open when it comes to finances can go a long way. Now everyone is different in their relationship, and I know a lot of times there may be one person who is all into the finances and another person who may not care. But the point is, even if your spouse doesn't care about money or how you get it or what you do with the money, the point is, if they ever ask, it should always be an open book. So even if they don't care about it, if they ever want to know about it, it should be something that they can clearly see and you can be transparent with them about it. So that is what financial infidelity is. Another thing that can cause problems in a marriage when it comes to money is just different lifestyles, income, culture, religion, and personalities. You know, all the things that typically can cause problems in a marriage because nobody's alike, okay? There are going to be differences between you and your spouse, whether it's going to be cultural, um, the way you were brought up, the way you were raised, how you guys view money, what your personality is, or even religious differences. But, Being able to talk about how you spend money when it comes to these things is important. I know that I talked to someone once and they said that their spouse had an issue with how much money they gave to the church. So that's a good example about how their religion kind of conflicted with how the money in their house was spent and it caused a problem. So even though all of this can cause a problem, it is good if you guys can just talk about it. Be aware of these differences. Know that okay, we're different. We think about money different. We view money different. And then work on ways that you guys can kind of compromise. Like, okay, so this amount we can do this with, this amount we can do that with. And be aware of the differences so that you guys can work out solutions when it comes to your specific financial situations so that everyone is satisfied and you have a true compromise. Number three, Another thing that can cause problems in a marriage when it comes to money is being able to provide for your children or extended family. Now, here's the thing with that. Some people don't believe in helping extended family, and other people do. Um, some people think that when they're providing for their kids, some people want to be more extravagant, give them everything they want. Some people don't think that's a, that they should and want to just be basic and give them things that they need. A lot of times, this can cause disagreements. People can get emotional because they relate to your kids or your family members. So that's why clear communication is important so that you guys will know how you want to spend money when it comes to family. Talk about how you want to raise your kids. What do you want to do with your kids? So that you guys will be able to have that discussion about money. How you want to spend it whether you want to help family members out or if you do decide to help family members out how much money do you want to spend helping family members out so it's all of these things are good to talk about even when it comes to Christmas shopping and I know that was last month but when it comes to how much do you want to buy for spend for gifts for your kids and what you want to do communication is key so make sure you guys talk about those issues now many families do have debt and debt can be a huge problem When it comes to finances and when it comes to a relationship, because being under financial stress is stressful to say the least. Having a lot of debt is stressful in your marriage, and it can definitely cause tension between you and your spouse because it's hard to be happy and think of romantic things to do and be carefree when you're worried about how am I going to pay the light bill? How are we going to pay the car payment? Do I have enough for rent? All of these things can cause problems, so therefore. When it comes to debt, the best thing to do is first talk to your spouse about it and then come up with ways to pay off your debt. Try to budget maybe, see what you guys can do to get that debt down, because when you're able to get the debt down, then your marriage will definitely be better because you're not so worried about spending and if you're able to do some things and I would even go as far as to suggest that you guys talk about your financial goals, like where do you want to be in a year, where do you want to be in two years? Oh, do you want to have the debt paid off by the end of the year? Do you want to have most of the debt paid off within the next two years, 18 months, six months? So talk about these things because once you can eliminate debt, even if you can't do all of it, if you can do most of it, half of it, it can definitely help improve your marriage because then you'll feel more financially secure, your self-esteem will be better, and you will have, you'll be less stressed, so you will have all the energy to be the fun, exciting partner that you probably once were. Now, some couples do split the finances in the home. And they do this because they think that having separate finances can kind of not have so many issues when it comes to finances. Or maybe it's because everyone spends differently and they have their way of spending and the money that they feel comfortable having and you have yours. Whatever it is, it is okay if you guys have separate finances. But even with separate finances, that does not mean that all is well, you still have to communicate. You still have to talk to your spouse and decide what is best. Um, If you have separate finances, you probably will talk about how you're gonna split the money, who's gonna pay what, or maybe you're just gonna split all the bills down the middle and pay them. Regardless of what you decide, it's important to talk when it comes to money. It's important even if you have separate finances because of the fact that you know what is being spent you know that your bills are taken care of, and if it's your agreement that you guys take care of bills and you do whatever you want to do with the money that you have left over, that's fine, but you do need to have a discussion so that one partner or one spouse may not feel like they're taking more of the financial responsibility than someone else. You both need to do your part. So it's definitely something that you can work on. So these are just some of the problems why couples do have problems in their marriage when it comes to money. In addition to these problems, I know I've already talked about four financial love languages, but you have to take that into consideration as well because many people feel loved or saved when their finances are valued or when they're a certain way. So for those of you who may not know the four financial love languages, they are saving. Some people feel good when they know that they're able to save and that they have money in the bank. It makes them feel better about themselves and their finances. Other people feel better when they're able to give and do charitable things. Other people feel like they're financially secure when they can invest or spend. And some people feel better when they're able to spend. They know their bills are paid and they just want to spend what they have left over. So these are the four financial love languages. Saving, giving, investing, or spending. So it's important to decide which one you are and which one your spouse is so that you guys can have an understanding of how you guys want to spend the money. Because if we have a saver and we have a spender, then you have to decide, okay, so here's what we can do. We can save this amount, We can spend. you can spend this amount. Or if you have someone who likes to give and another who likes to invest, then you know how to talk about splitting the money, working on your money, and using the money given these characteristics. Because everybody is different. We all feel loved and feel safe financially in different situations. So it's important to talk about that so we can all benefit from... Getting what we need financially, paying the bills, but also have our financial love language met so we can feel safe and secure and so that we can decrease the stress in our marriage when it comes to money. So these are just some things that you can look at. And as I already mentioned, listen to that episode of the four love languages on how to spend your money. Um, look, Listen to that. It can be very helpful because I also give some tips of how all of these different Languages can get together because let's be honest if you're a saver You probably didn't marry a saver if you're a giver You probably didn't marry a giver or an investor or a spender if that's what you are It's very rare for people to marry the same type of person who have the same money love language as they do But that's even like in real life You rarely marry the person who have the same love language as you so it's important just to know what that financial love language is and know what Yours is so that you guys can work together, recognize, okay, so this is how, this might be a good option for us. This might be a good solution for us when it comes to money. So if you recognize that there is a money problem in your marriage, then here are some things that you and your spouse might be able to do to begin to work on the finances. The number one thing I say is make a budget. And listen, I'm not just saying this, okay? I'm telling you from experience, making a budget is key. Having a budget is key. Here's my experience, okay? I'm just going to be transparent. So last year, I realized that I was not spending money the way I probably should. And I realized that because it's like I would get paid, my husband would get paid, and money would be gone like for the end of the weekend. And you're like, what happened to the money? And I don't know what I did with it because sometimes bills were not paid or I paid a bill and I'm just like, well, I was supposed to have tons extra, like what is happening? And I realized that I was just spending money. I didn't have a plan for it. I was just like spending here, spending there, going out to eat, doing this, doing that. And I realized that I was wasting money. And even though we had the money to pay our bills and we had money to do, make ends meet, the money that we should have had extra, we did not have. So I decided to make a budget right so I sat down and I wrote down all my expenses the money we had coming in and I made a budget and you know what the budget worked I had the money that I needed to have to pay off the bills I had the money that I wanted to have as fun money or money that I could spend on anything my husband had his money he could do what he wanted with so making a budget works and I guess a budget works because sometimes when you don't have a plan for your money it goes everywhere and it's just like in real life when you're marriage. If you don't have a plan for your marriage, you can't expect it to be successful. So if you don't have a plan for your money, how do you think you guys are going to get better financially? How are you going to have that financial freedom that we all long for desire And one if you don't make a budget and have a plan for how you're going to do your money? Now, I know you might be saying, well, I don't know. I was never taught finances. I don't know money. I don't know how to budget. What should I do? There's a lot of resources out there, and a lot of these resources are free. You can Google it. You can look online. You can get a book, um, and if you don't have time to read a book, you can get a book from Audible and listen to it about budgeting your money. There are a lot of resources out there, so none of us have an excuse to why we can't be better with our money. So the number one thing I would say is make a budget, okay? The next thing I would say is work together. We all are different. So your spouse may have a different point of view with how they want the money spent than you have. But the point is to work together. It's okay if you guys have different views and plans for the money. That is fine. There is no reason why you guys can't work together and come up with a solution where both of you get what you need out of the budget, out of the money. That is important. So work together with money. And if your spouse is not willing to work on a budget with you, because I know that sometimes, you know, your spouse may not wanna work on a budget. It may not be as appealing to them as it is to you. That is fine. Don't neglect working on a budget do it alone and if your spouse has any questions then you can talk to them about the budget at that time and explain what you did these the bills that were paid but the point is just it just because your spouse may not be interested in working together with you on your finances that doesn't mean it should be neglected you can still do this alone but still be transparent and if they ever want to look at it have any questions Have your spreadsheet ready to show them, oh, yeah, this is what we paid this month, this is what we paid that month, so that they will be in the know about the finances if they are interested. That is important to do. And finally, stick to the budget. There have been many times where I've actually made a budget and I didn't stick to it. Like, I made the budget and I just kind of threw it out the window because I got carried away in the store. Like, oh, this is cool. I want this. I want that. But I have learned that when you make that budget and you stick to it, things really goes well when it comes to your finances. And when I say stick to it, I'm not saying be such a stickler so you have a meltdown if things don't go the right way. Here's the thing with budgeting, okay? So a budget is like a projection. You can project based on the amount that you can anticipate coming into your home, how much you have, what should go where, and what you should do with everything. Now, granted, we live in a real world, so on paper, it sounds like, yeah, this should work. The budget should not be, you should not stray from the budget. Yeah, that is true, but we live in a real world, so there's going to be things that come up. Maybe your kids need some medicine, and they got sick all of a sudden. Maybe you need brakes on your car. Maybe something has come up, and you're going to have to go into the budget and do something that you didn't anticipate, and that is fine. But the point, the goal is to, if you have to take something away from the budget, come up with a way to put it back. So if you have to sell something to put it back in, or maybe I, you don't get the lattes that you wanted for the week and you put that back into the budget, or maybe your fun money goes into the budget to make up for that lack or for that extra, that is fine. But the point is, it's up to you to figure out what you want to put in the budget And even when it comes to fun things, I don't recommend... And I got this from a book that I'm listening to. It's called um, Get the Hell Out of Debt. It's an awesome book. And the lady talks about... I think her name is Lauren Sky Kelly. She talks about how put fun things in your budget. Because, you know, if you're just budgeting and it just seems so hard, you never get anything that you want out of it, it can make budgeting and trying to get your finances in order a whole lot worse and stressful. So, when you make your budget... Budget in some things, some things that you like. Um, If you like to get stuff from Starbucks almost every day or every other day, put that in the budget. Or if you want to have fun money to do whatever you want to do, put that in the budget. Get your nails done every couple weeks, put it in the budget. So that one thing that you have, that one guilty pleasure that you have and you feel like you can't live without, put it in your budget and budget it in. And when it comes to sticking to the budget, stick to it as much as possible. Give yourself some room. Be kind to yourself. Understand, life happens. You're not going to always be able to stick to the budget word for word, line for line. But if you have an idea and when you have to go different and you just go back to the budget, rework it, those things work. So stick to the budget as much as possible. And remember, be kind to yourself. Don't feel bad if you can't always stick to the budget 100% because it's difficult and things are going to come up. But stick to it as much as possible and do the best that you can. Don't compare yourself with anyone else and recognize that your financial situation, your marriage is different. So the way you're going to address this is going to be customized, especially for you, by you. One thing I do want to point out is that not working on your finances will not help your marriage get better. So it's imperative that you begin working on your finances today. Don't say, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow or I'm going to do this next week. No, Don't let another year go by when you are not working to improve your money, or your marriage, or your finances. Make sure you do it today, because like I've always, well, like my grandmother used to tell me, Kiana, there is no time like the present. So, there is no time like the present, which is now, to begin working on your marriage, working on your money, and improving your finances. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is called Told You Before, and it is about a woman who is trying to rebuild a trust that she didn't break. So here is the song, Told You Before.
1: I know in the past she broke your heart. Now it is hard for you to trust me. When I look into your eyes, I see the pain. She said And things that she did Had a bad effect on you Even though she's gone You're still affected Now that you're with me My love for you, it will never end. I ain't going nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Told you before, I'll never break your heart. My love. I love you.
0: Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes and I promise you that I will respond to your message.